<laughs> it's 7 o'clock on the West Coast, 10 a.m. on the East Coast, 3 p.m. in London, 12 midnight in New South Wales, and in Malaysia, it's 1942. I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> we may, or we may not, be live. <laughs> Seriously, I had all these dropped uh, stream bits, whatever you call it, um, suddenly, and I don't know why, but oh, drop frames. Yeah, like 65% drop frames, and I have no idea why. And I think my YouTube shut down. So, yeah. It might be working, it might not. Wherever you may be viewing us, we are on uh, I'm Not Wearing Pants uh, Facebook page. We're on YouTube, Jay Sheldon's page, sort of. <laughs> and twitch.tv, Jay Sheldon, no pants. Um, although it keeps telling me it's unavailable. So, I don't know. Can you see me? <laughs> if not, I'm recording this and I'll upload it later. So, we'll see what happens. But... Supposedly, on one or two places, I'm actually live. So, we'll go with that. Oh, my. I'm so full. I had a huge dinner. My uh, significant other went out and got uh, Chinese tapao, uh, bunku's takeaway tonight. <clears throat> I had um, pork with basil and rice. And they gave me a ton of rice. And I ate it all. <laughs> Resident Dimwit, he who banan. All right. Um, hopefully, Resident Dimwit, you can actually see me over there. Um, my browser is not showing a stream. So if it's working, great. If it's not, we'll figure it out. We'll just go with the flow. Uh, I think I think it seems to be all right. Uh, I think this dropped uh, dropped frames is solving itself but um yeah it is bogging down and i don't know why my uh my connection's quite clean i've got a good solid connection here but uh for some reason we're getting all loopy i don't know why i think i might know why it's because the whole freaking country is going into an MCO lockdown. We're all under house arrest. You're under house arrest, and you're under house arrest, and you're under house arrest. Yeah. Um, our Prime Minister today announced a nationwide MCO, which is Movement Control Order, which is basically house arrest, from May 12th through June 7th. Now you can see uh, one of the roadblocks set up. Six days after six Selangor districts, KL and parts of Johor were brought under the movement control order. Uh, Prime Minister uh, Yassin has now announced a nationwide MCO. And if I'm not mistaken, just a short time ago, he said there wouldn't be one. So there you go. Uh, however, all economic sectors will be allowed to operate. Do you remember the chart I showed you before? Where the infections come from? Factories? Construction sites? Yeah. They're still open. 
Um, poor phone. I don't know why, but the stream keeps stopping and starting. Yeah, I don't know either, Dimwit. I'm sorry about that. <clears throat> yeah, house arrest is the order of the day. Um, and for some reason, uh, my stream is doing the same thing here. But anyway, you, you see there, I just showed you what the, uh, what the stream looks like. <laughs> Different places. Um, yeah, like social gatherings, wedding banquets, birthday celebrations, official events not be allowed. No Hari Raya visits will be allowed either. Um, of course, Hari Raya is on uh, Thursday. Thursday it's the beginning of uh, Hari Raya. And so, yeah, there will be uh, none of that unless you have it privately in your own home with the people that you live with. Um, so no, uh, no traveling around. And, uh, yeah, we're basically all just back under house arrest again. Restaurants are not open except for takeaway. Um, you got to figure out what you're going to eat early because if you don't get it, you're screwed. Um, speaking about figuring out what to eat, um, I found this. I thought I would share it because uh, so many people love lemang. Lemang is a really typical uh, raya food and uh, says.com did this uh, post about six places in KL and Selangor that will deliver Lemang right to your doorstep. This is Lemang, by the way. Uh, that it looks like uh, maybe beef rendang. But um, yeah, yeah, except the cookies, fine. Uh, it's made like this, where they stuff the rice into these uh, bamboos and then cook it over an open fire like that. It is delicious. It is so yummy. And it goes great when you've got like a, a rendang. Um, oh, good luck. Find your charger. Because I don't know how long we're going to last tonight. Worst case, I will have this whole show re-uploaded because I'm also recording it. So even if the stream is all mucked up, we'll get it up there as soon as I get through with this hour or so. Uh, so, yeah, Lamang, uh, these places will actually deliver Lamang. I'm not going to go through them all, but um, with the lockdown or the house arrest that's going on now, um, that would help. If you're just dying for Lamang and uh, you, you really cannot go through a Hari Raya without it, there are places that will deliver. You can go to says.com and look that up. It's, uh, this is the headline. Six places in KL and Zalangor that will de deliver Lamang right to your doorstep if you want. So you don't have to have a Lamangless Hari Raya. <laughs> uh, speaking of another great Hari Raya uh, goodie, um, this, again, if you're, if you're from Malaysia, this is old news to you. But uh, Ketupat is, uh, is one of the things that are very traditional for Raya. And uh, these are uh, four different kinds. There's plain or biasa, ordinary. It's wrapped up in a, uh, what leaf is this? I don't think it's banana. Is it? No, it's not a banana leaf. Palm, maybe? Probably palm. So this is plain. Then you have corn, uh, kachang, which is peanuts, ground nuts, they call them here. And uh, all with this sticky rice. And pulut hitam. Hitam is black. Pulut, you know what? I actually don't know what pulut is. I, I've heard of it before. I kind of know what it means, but I don't know what it directly translates to. So plain, 
corn, peanut, and pulut, black pulut. Uh, it's really yummy. It's very nice. If you ever get a chance to try ketupat, uh, check it out because it's really good. I don't think it's traditional outside of Southeast Asia, probably Indonesia, certainly Singapore, obviously Malaysia. But uh, it is really yummy. So if you get a chance to try it, please do. Do check it out. Um, it's quite good. Yeah. Um, now, with this current uh, lockdown, or as I like to call it, house arrest, we're not under quarantine because quarantine is what you do to sick people. We are under house arrest. Okay. So a friend of mine posted this. <clears throat> now, look, for purely selfish reasons, and I've told you before, I love gambling and I love slot machines in particular. I don't get into table games and 20 blackjack, baccarat, all that other stuff. But slot machines are my, they're just, I'm addicted, okay? I've told you it before, it's no secret. I haven't been able to get up to the one casino in this whole country, which is in Genting Highlands, uh, in almost a year, I think. Well, some goofball, I say that lovingly, posted this on their Facebook. And he said, um, Clang River, no block. <laughs> so if you really want to get somewhere, now there's a, there's a bad side to this. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to selfishly talk about that in a second. But if you're up here in, I don't know, Kwantan, Kotabaru, wherever that is, you can actually get one of these one of these boats. They sell them on Shopee. And you go out here, you go all the way along the coast, you go all the way down around Singapore, because if you go through to this, you'll probably get caught. And then back up through here, the Straits of Malacca, I think. And you see, you could actually, this is Putrajaya, uh, Perak. So you could you could probably make it uh, if you didn't drown. And you could get to, uh, you could get to, Genting without uh, a roadblock. Look, you can just sit your ass home like I am and not get to do all the fun things that I'm also not getting to do. And we all have different versions of what the fun things are. Okay. But yeah, this, this just killed me when I saw this. It's like, yeah, okay, smart ass. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm can you tell I'm just frustrated not being able to go anywhere or do anything? <laughs> mm. I did a uh, I did a voiceover today and uh, I've got another one coming up. Uh so we'll be doing that in the next couple of days. It's actually been a little bit busy, not too bad. Um considering uh speaking of morons, what is Chelsea Clinton? Other than, you know, the daughter of you-know-who. I saw this uh, come up, and I have no idea why anybody pays this woman any attention or gives two craps what she has to say. Breaking at Vatican Conference, Chelsea Clinton calls for global crackdown on anti-vaccine social media posts. Well, A, who the hell gives a crap what you think, Chelsea Clinton? You're a nobody. You are the daughter of a nobody. And frankly, you're the daughter of a couple of criminals. 
And why do we, why are we paying any attention? You know what? It, I'm just, I'm not even going to keep her on there that long. Chelsea Clinton, give me a break. You're not qualified to talk about anything. So shut up and sit down. Unbelievable. Okay. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get off the political thing because these idiots just tick me off. Um, once again, Darren, who is a, a fan of the show, and uh, he has posted something that I wanted to share. Uh, quite a meaningful uh, saying. I've got two, two awe kind of things or inspirational things, which I, I usually will, will try, and, uh, try and share with you. Um, yeah, you see the stream ended again on YouTube, and I'm not sure what's going on on Twitch. So sorry, bear with me. We'll keep going and we'll see what happens. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, okay, so here it is. Uh, where do we go? There we go. Okay, you must always listen up. Take this to heart. You must always be willing to truly consider evidence that contradicts your beliefs and admit the possibility, the possibility that you may be wrong. Intelligence is not knowing everything. It is the ability to challenge everything you know. Hmm? Repeat that. Intelligence is not knowing everything. It's the ability to challenge everything you know. Or you think you know. Luna Amethyst, hey, welcome. Thank you for joining. And hopefully you'll be staying with us because I'm warning you, if you just got here, the stream is screwed up tonight and I don't know why. My connection is solid. Hang on, let me get off this camera to the other one. My connection's solid, but it is not solid on both twitch.tv. YouTube has just officially shut down again. And Facebook, I don't even dare take a look. So whether or not we're... If you lose one, try the other. I, I think Facebook is still working. So check that out. Oop, hold on, let me mute this. Okay. I don't know that... that yeah, see, I think Facebook... No, it is still working. Okay. So I think Facebook is still working. Um, you can check it out. I'm not wearing pants uh, on the Facebook channel. Uh, no, no, no. Don't be sorry you're late. <laughs> and good morning. I'm glad you woke up. Um, our stream is very wonky tonight. I think Twitch may have ended. Um, yeah. And uh, hold on. I'm going to mute this. There we go. Uh, YouTube, I give up. That's been screwed from the beginning, so we'll just upload it later to YouTube. Um, Twitch.tv, can't promise, but stick with us if you can. And if you lose that, try. Facebook seems to be the most solid, but uh, no promises there either. So we'll see what happens. Um, okay, we did the intelligence thing. Ah! You know, everybody's saying you can't joke about anything anymore. Uh comedians even are refusing to play college campuses because everybody has to be so damn politically correct that there's no point because nobody can take a joke. Um, anyway, Ricky Gervais, whom I love, uh, came out with this 
via his uh, Twitter. And um, <laughs> this is good. This is really good, especially the day and age that we live in. Please stop saying you can't joke about anything anymore. You can. You can joke about I'm going to clean this up because he uses some really language that even for me is a little over the top. You can joke about, about whatever the hell you like, and some people won't like it, and they will tell you they don't like it. And then it's up to you whether you give a crap or not, and so on. It's a good system. Quite true. So stop saying you can't joke about anything anymore. You can. You can joke about anything you like. Some people will tell you they don't like it, and you can decide whether that matters to you or it doesn't. And hopefully, it doesn't. I love that. That is so cool. Thank you, Ricky Gervais. Always keeping it real. <laughs> All right. Um, <clears throat> what else have I got? We're likely going to keep this a little short tonight. Because, like I said, my connection is horrifically wonky, and I will likely be uploading this episode in one uninterrupted stream uh, afterwards. So, sorry. <laughs> it is what it is. All right, I had to share this. Um, Gary Mosier, who is my cousin, and we are friends on uh, Facebook, and I don't think he would mind that uh, that I share this. Uh, it's his mom, and of course, Mother's Day. But uh, because we're cousins, then this wonderful woman is my aunt. And this is Aunt Jean. She's, I, wow, I don't know how old she is. I'm going to guess in her 80s, likely. Gotta be in her 80s, maybe even her late 80s. But uh, she is a remarkable woman. She's a songwriter. Uh, used to have a wonderful voice, play a mean guitar, her and her husband, Bill. And um, I remember growing up, going over to Aunt Jean and Uncle Bill's house. And um, they, were, they were quite the characters. But if you see this here, this was actually made by my Aunt Jean. She's holding it there. And these old-fashioned hand-sewn quilts are uh, something that she does she's got um she's got a bunch of them she's made a lot of them especially now during the lockdowns and quarantines and things uh without a whole lot more to do uh, she's created these absolutely beautiful quilts can you imagine look at that all hand-sewn hand-stitched all these pieces all the way through here it's absolutely beautiful i, I don't think she sells them I'm not quite sure what she does with them. Perhaps gives them away. Aunt Jean, if you want to send me one over here in Malaysia, feel free. <laughs> nah, these are absolutely beautiful. And the work, if you know anything about quilting and sewing and all that, you know the kind of work that goes into that. And to do this kind of detailed work, and again, she's likely in her 80s, late 80s, um, it's remarkable. So it was great to see that from uh, from Aunt Jean and uh, the beautiful work that she did. Wow, that's amazing. Absolutely incredible. Nice work. And good to see you online, Aunt Jean. <laughs> it's been a very long time. 
Um, all right, we are, um, yeah, see, I'm still getting notices about drop frames. It's, uh, it's bad. Uh, all right, we're going to get past that. I'm going to move straight on into, um, into Peter Pan. And by the way, some great news. Oh, let, me, let me put that on hold because I got a couple of thank yous to do. Streambeats.com, they provide the music for the show. They don't pay for this, but we do want to give them a big thank you. Uh, it's free, copyright-free music for Facebook, YouTube, Twitch.tv. Um, thanks to Streambeats.com. If you are a streamer, get your music from Streambeats, Harris Heller, Alpha Gaming, and, and the gang over there. They do a great job. They create some beautiful music. And, um, all right, uh, the Gutenberg Project, that is where we get our books from that we read on the air. They are public domain books. They are copyright free. Uh, and you can check them out, gutenberg.org. Again, they're not a sponsor. I just want to tip the hat to them and say thank you for all the work that, uh, that they do. Uh, Luna, you've been applying for jobs. Well, good luck. Good luck for that. I, uh, I hope you get one soon. Uh, but I hope you I hope you get one that lets you still watch the show. So maybe start after 11 on Monday, Wednesday, Saturdays. Maybe. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> anyway, my big announcement as far as books go is that we had uh, one one person, and I forget who in particular, and a couple of other people also uh, email me and suggest in no uncertain terms, that The Little Prince would be a great book to do next. And guess what? I checked, and it is in the public domain. So guaranteed, I've already got it. The next book, when we get done with Peter Pan, will be The Little Prince. We are very, very happy about that. Yeah. Could not be more pleased. That is such a cool thing. I, I cannot wait to start that. The Little Prince, remarkable book. If you've never heard it before, trust me, you're going to love it. It is great. So we will be doing The Little Prince uh, coming up after Peter Pan. And uh, we are, I think, about halfway through Peter Pan right now. So let's um, let's get right into it. Let's uh, move on into... Uh, Peter Pan, and we left you at a rather exciting place last time. <coughs> Excuse me. Wendy was, uh, was by the lagoon, and suddenly things changed. I'm going to back up one paragraph and then go forward just to set the mood. That is once I get done with my, my coffee. <laughs> All right, here we go. Peter Pan. While she stitched, a change came to the lagoon. Little shivers ran over it, and the sun went away, and the shadows stole across the water, turning it cold. Wendy could no longer see to thread her needle, and when she looked up, the lagoon that had always hitherto been such a laughing place seemed formidable and unfriendly. It was not, she knew, that night had come, but something as dark as night had come. No, worse than that. It had not come, but it had sent that shiver through the sea to say that it was coming. What was it? 
There, crowded upon all the stories, she had been told of Marooner's Rock, so called because evil captains put sailors on it and leave them there to drown. They drown when the tide rises, for then it is submerged. Of course, she should have roused the children at once, not merely because of the unknown that was stalking toward them, but because it was no longer good for them to sleep on a rock grown chilly. But she was a young mother, and she didn't know this. She thought you simply must stick to your rule about half an hour after the midday meal. So, though fear was upon her, and she longed to hear male voices, she would not waken them, even when she heard the sound of muffled oars, though her heart was in her mouth, she did not waken them. She stood over them to let them have their sleep out. Was it not brave of Wendy? It was well for those boys, then, that there was one among them who could sniff danger, even in his sleep. Peter sprang erect, as wide awake at once as a dog, and with one warning cry he roused the others. He stood motionless, one hand to his ear. "'Pirates!' he cried. The others came closer to him. A strange smile was playing about his face, and Wendy saw it and shuddered. While that smile was on his face, no one dared address him. All they could do was to stand ready to obey. The order came sharp and incisive. "'Dive!' There was a gleam of legs, and instantly the lagoon seemed deserted. Marooner's Rock stood alone in the forbidding waters as if it were itself marooned. The boat drew nearer. It was the pirate dinghy, with three figures in her, Smee and Starkey, and the third a captive, no other than Tiger Lily. She was to be left on the rock to perish, an end to one of her race more terrible than death by fire or torture, for it is not written in the book of the tribe that there is no path through water to the happy hunting ground. Yet her face was impassive. She was the daughter of a chief. She must die as a chief's daughter. It is enough. They had caught her boarding the pirate ship with a knife in her mouth. No watch was kept on the ship, it being Hook's boast that the wind of his name guarded the ship for a mile around, and now her fate would help to guard it also. One more whale would go the round in the wind that night. In the gloom that they brought with them, the two pirates did not see the rock until they crashed into it. Luff, you lubber, cried an Irish voice that was Smee's. Here's the rock now, then. What do we have to do is to hoist the redskin onto it and leave her there to drown. It was the work of one brutal moment to land the beautiful girl on the rock. She was too proud to offer a vain resistance. Quite near the rock, but out of sight, two heads were bobbing up and down, Peter's and Wendy's. Wendy was crying, for it was the first tragedy she had seen. Peter 
had seen many tragedies, but he had forgotten them all. He was less worried than Wendy for Tiger Lily. It was two against one that angered him, and he meant to save her. An easy way would have been to wait until the pirates had gone, but he was never one to choose the easy way. There was almost nothing he could not do, and he now imitated the voice of Hook. Ahoy there, you lovers, he called. It was a marvelous imitation. The captain, said the pirates, staring at each other in surprise. He must be swimming out to us, Starkey said, when they had looked for him in vain. We're putting the redskin on the rocks, me called out. Set her free, came the astonishing answer. Free! Yes, cut her bonds and let her go. But, Captain, at once, you hear, cried Peter, or I'll plunge my hook in you. This is queer, Smee gasped. Better do what the captain orders, said Starkey nervously. Aye, aye, Smee said, and he cut Tiger Lily's cords. At once, like an eel, she slid between Starkey's legs into the water. Of course, Wendy was very elated over Peter's cleverness, but she knew that he would be elated also, and very likely crow, and thus betray himself. So at once her hand went out to cover his mouth, but it was not stayed even in the act, for boat ahoy rang over the lagoon in Hook's voice, and this time it was not Peter who had spoken. Peter may have been about to crow, but his face puckered to a whistle of surprise instead. Boat ahoy! came the voice again. Now Wendy understood. The real hook was also in the water. He was swimming to the boat, and his men showed a light to guide him. He had soon to reach them. In the light of the lantern, Wendy saw his hook grip the boat's side. She saw his evil, swarthy face as he rose dripping from the water and quaking. She would have liked to swim away, but Peter would not budge. He was tingling with life and also top-heavy with conceit. "'Am I not a wonder? Oh, I am a wonder!' he whispered to her, and though she thought so also, she was really glad for the sake of his reputation that no one heard him except herself. He signed to her to listen. The two pirates were very curious to know what had brought their captain to them, but he sat with his head on his hook in a position of profound melancholy. Captain, uh, all is well, they asked timidly, but he answered with a hollow moan. He sighs, said Smee. He sighs again, said Starkey. And yet a third time, he sighs, said Smee. And then at last, he spoke passionately. The game's up, he cried. Those boys have found a mother. 
Affrightened though she was, Wendy swelled with pride. Oh, evil day, cried Starkey. What's a mother? asked Ignorance me. Wendy was so shocked that he ex she exclaimed, He doesn't know! And always after this she felt that if you could have a pet pirate, Smee would be her one. Peter pulled her beneath the water, for Hook had started up, crying, What was that? Mm, I heard nothing, said Starkey, raising the lantern over the waters. And as the pirates looked, they saw a strange sight. It was the nest I have told you of, floating in the lagoon. And the never-bird was sitting on it. See, said Hook in answer to Smee's question, that is a mother. <laughs> what a lesson! The nest must have fallen into the water. But would the mother desert her eggs? No. There was a break in his voice, as if for a moment he recalled innocent days when... Eh, but he brushed away his weakness with his hook. Smee, much impressed, gazed at the bird as the nest was borne past, but the more suspicious Starkey said, If she's a mother, perhaps she's hanging about here to help Peter. Hook winced. Aye, he said. That is the fear that haunts me. He was roused from this dejection by Smee's eager voice. Captain, said Smee, could we not kidnap these boys, mother, and make her our mother? It's a princely scheme, cried Hook, and at once it took practical shape in his great brain. We will seize the children and carry them to the boat. The boys we will make walk the plank, and Wendy shall be our mother. Again, Wendy forgot herself. Never! she cried and bobbed. What was that? But they could see nothing. They thought it must have been a leaf in the wind. Do you agree, my bullies? asked Hook. There is my hand on it, they both said. And here is my hook. Swear. They all swore. By this time, they were on the rock, and suddenly Hook remembered Tiger Lily. Where's the redskin? he demanded abruptly. He had a playful humor at moments, and they thought this was one of those moments. Ah, that's all right, Captain, Smee answered complacently. We let her go. Let her go, cried Hook. Twas your own orders, the boatswain faltered. You called over the water to let us go, said Starkey. Brim and gallstone, thundered Hook. What cousin is going on here? His face had gone black with rage, but he saw that they believed their words, and he was startled. Lads, he said, shaking a little, I gave no such order. It is passing queer, Smee said, and they all fidgeted uncomfortably. Hook raised his voice, but there was a quiver in it. Spirits that haunt this dark lagoon tonight, he cried. Dost hear me? Of course, Peter should have kept quiet, but of course he did not. He immediately answered in Hook's voice. 
Odds, bobs, hammers, and tongs, I hear you. In that supreme moment, Hook did not blanch, even at the gills. But Smee and Starkey clung to each other in terror. Who are you, stranger? Speak, Hook demanded. I'm James Hook, replied the voice, captain of the Jolly Roger. You are not, you are not, Hook cried hoarsely. Brimstone and gall, the voice retorted, say that again, and I'll cast anchor in you. Hook tried a more ingratiating manner. If you are Hook, he said almost humbly, come tell me, who am I? A codfish, replied the voice. Only a codfish. A codfish, Hook echoed blankly. And it was then, but not till then, that his proud spirit broke. He saw his men draw back from him. Have we been captured all this time by a codfish? They muttered. It is lowering to our pride. They were his dogs snapping at him, but tragic figure though he had become, he scarcely needed them. Against such fearful evidence, it was not their belief in him that he needed. It was his own. He felt his ego slipping from him. Don't desert me, bully, he whispered hoarsely to it. In his dark nature there was a touch of the feminine, as in all the great pirates, and it sometimes gave him intuitions. Suddenly, he tried the guessing game. Hook, he called. Have you another voice? Now, Peter could never resist a game, and he answered blithely in his own voice, I have. And another name? Aye, aye. Vegetable? asked Hook. No. Mineral? No. Animal? Yes. Man? No, the voice that answered rang out scornfully. Boy? Yes. Ordinary boy? No. Wonderful boy. To Wendy's pain, the answer that rang out this time was... Yes. Are you in England? No. Are you here? Yes. Hook was completely puzzled. You ask him some questions, he said to the others, wiping his damp brow. Smee reflected. I can't think of a thing, he said regretfully. Can't guess, can't guess, crowed Peter. Do you give it up? Of course, his pride was carrying the game too far, and the miscreants saw their chance. Yes, yes, they answered eagerly. Well then, he cried, I am Peter Pan. Pan! In a moment, Hook was himself again, and Smee and Starkey were his faithful henchmen. Now we have him, Hook shouted. Into the water, Smee, Starkey, mind the boat. Take him dead or alive. He leaped as he spoke, and simultaneously came the gay voice of Peter. Are you ready, boys? Aye, aye, from various parts of the lagoon. 
then lamb into the pirates. The fight was short and sharp. First to draw blood was John, who gallantly climbed into the boat and held Starkey. There was fierce a struggle, in which the cutlass was torn from the pirate's grasp. He wriggled overboard, and John leapt after him. The dinghy drifted away. Here and there a head bobbed up in the water, and there was a flash of steel, followed by a cry or a whoop. In the confusion, some struck at their own side. The corkscrew of Smee got toodles in the fourth rib, but he was himself pinked in turn by Curly. Further from the rock, Starkey was getting pressing slightly, and the twins hard. Where all this time was Peter? Well, he was seeking a bigger game. The others were all brave boys, and they must not be blamed for backing from the pirate captain. His iron claw made a circle of dead water round him, from which they fled like a frightened fishes. But there was one who did not fear him. There was one prepared to enter that circle. And strangely, it was not in the water that they met. Hook rose to the rock to breathe, and at that same moment Peter scaled it on the opposite side. The rock was as slippery as a ball, and they had to crawl rather than climb. Neither knew that the other was coming. Each feeling for a grip met the other's arm. In surprise, they raised their heads. Their faces were almost touching. And so they met. And that's where we're going to leave it for today. Wow, how exciting. We'll continue on and find out what happens when Peter and Hook meet. <laughs> Yeah, uh, thank you. I, I I know the stream has been totally screwed up tonight. Um, I have been recording this, and uh, that works. And I will upload the full uh, stream as soon as I get done here tonight, or perhaps tomorrow morning. But anyway, I will get a full uninterrupted stream uh, uploaded. And we will continue with uh, Peter Pan coming up on uh, Wednesday night. <clears throat> yeah, Twitch is weird. YouTube just completely gave up, and I don't know what happened on Facebook, so we'll see. But yeah, the uh, the connection tonight was absolutely horrible. So um, hopefully the recording worked, and like I said, I will get that uploaded um, at least to Facebook. So if you do not see it on and YouTube, Facebook and YouTube will definitely have an upload of the full show. Twitch, I've got to check that out and see what happens. So if you can't find it, please check out Facebook, I'm Not Wearing Pants, or Jay Sheldon's channel on YouTube. You'll find it there, at least by tomorrow morning, my time. All right, guys. Uh, amazing. Wow. Great book chapter tonight. And uh, we did, by the way, and if you just joined us, we did get uh, The Little Prince is in the public domain, and we'll be starting that after Peter Pan. So, indeed, thank you so much for joining. I will see you again on Wednesday. And until then, I am Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants.
Good night. Ah, 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 ah. Yo.